Hey everybody, this is Liliana Milleva and I'm excited to bring you Menopause Made Easy, a podcast designed to provide you tips and strategy to navigate the changes in woman's body, mind and spirit with more grace and ease. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you are updated of each episode release. All right, let's dive in. Welcome everyone for today's show of Menopause Made Easy. Today I have a wonderful guest with me, Denise Pelis. She is a transformational coach in working with women after 40 and 50 about the mindset and the relationship. So tell me more how you help and how you choose to help with what you help. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Diliana, for having me on your show. It's a great honor. And the reason like I'm 50 and over, you know, and I've been through different stage of my life on an emotional level and a physical level. And the reason why I help people with dealing with their mindset and their relationship is mainly because I feel that for what I've learned over the years, that it's so easy to go in the path of negativity mm -hmm. because that's what's around us. It's reacting, it's getting upset, it's snapping. But when you put a little bit of effort, it can be easy to go to the positive side too. And there's a recipe, there's a way to easily go into that path and really able to make the changes you want to have and have an amazing relationship with your partner or with the people around you. Once you're able to control and have a handle over what's going on in here, as opposed to just go with the flow and say whatever comes out without filters, then your life will totally change for the better. That's why I do that. It's so inspirational. And uh, I hope uh, many women can get inspired to be more mindful about their feelings and emotions and to learn really how to deal with them. Because it's, as you say, it's easy to blame others. It's easy to say, yeah, I have a bad day today or easy to just overreact. But it's more uh, important to learn these steps and tools that probably you teach to navigate more easy this transition period so that you keep strong our relationship, uh, even that preserve them. Because I hear many women want to go through divorce in this period of time. They want to change the dynamic. They are not satisfied of their family life, their relationship. Tell me what actually happening and how they can help themselves if they start to see this sign of emotional roller coaster and then see these mood swings that they cannot control and what they can do to help themselves to keep this relationship healthier. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, that's an amazing question. Like I always go back to in order to have an awesome life, one has to take full responsibility for their life, which means that you have a mood swing, be responsible for it. You know, somebody's upset you, be responsible for the upset that you have. Because instead of saying, oh, I can't help it, that's just because of my menopause. I can't help it. There are people that have those ups and downs, the PMS or, you know, and then the menopause is kind of PMS in the long term. <laughs> But if you're aware that certain situations are upsetting you, the first thing is awareness. Take notes. You know, when I'm hungry, I get upset. Well, always have a little snack beside you. Have an apple, have carrots. Like make sure you never get hungry so you won't get hangry, right? Like there's triggers. If you eat sugar, 
that might also trigger you from having those upset. I know it did when I had my PMS, right? Like if I was eating more sugar, I would be more sensitive emotionally and I would be on edge. And when I was paying attention and not having sugar so much prior to, you know, having my PMS, then I would be calmer and I would not have those triggers. But most of all, the most important, as I mentioned, is take responsibilities and stop blaming, you know, because once you take full responsibilities, your fingers all pointing towards you. They're not pointing towards others. Like, hey, it's my life. I take responsibility for everything, the good and the bad. And once you do that, you realize that things will change because people that get blamed, they're backing off or they're becoming defensive and they're fighting back. But if you praise instead of blame, if you praise them for, uh, thank you so much for being patient with me. I'm going to a hard time right now. I'm a little bit edgy more today than usual. Thank you for allowing me that space. I do my best for not reacting. Sometimes I just not. Then you take full responsibilities. You acknowledge the other for supporting you and being aware. You know, it's like having a big like warning, warning, but you thank them for understanding that you are having a hard day. And I think just starting from there, you're already like tenfold of the quality of your life. So communication is the key and uh, be able to communicate your feelings, your emotions to say that what you're going through, be vulnerable if you like. It's mm -hmm. kind of steps towards more understanding because if you search for understanding, you need to communicate, right? You need to communicate what you feel, how you feel, what you're going through so the other person, uh, your significant one or your friends or your family can understand more and be in your side even. Absolutely. Do you think that you need to create a space for ourselves to be able to communicate better? Well, I feel that if you just start to want to communicate more from day one to day two, and then you just blurt it all out to people, they might be a bit shocked, right? So I think it's important to do create that space, to bring it slowly and say, I'm tired of being upset. I'm tired because that's what it is, right? We get upset. We get a nerve, right? Like it's like the nerve at the level of the skin, right? Like it's just like, it just, ah, you know, like it just drive me insane. But when you do slowly communicate that, I want to get better and I want to work with you to get better. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but let's work together so that we're growing our relationship instead of looking into divorce or separation. Because that's often, as you mentioned earlier, a few minutes ago, that at that age, it's like so much things are changes. Sometimes women are becoming empty nesters, their kids leaving the house, and then they, they end up alone with the husband or the spouse or whatever. And then they feel like, you know, I miss my kids, right? I miss the interaction I had with my kids. And my husband doesn't really fulfill that. So that's why I think divorce, but if they're able to strengthen that relationship with their spouse and they're able to really feel that now I have the time to invest myself into us, into our life, and let's make it beautiful, but slowly bring it up and say, let's work together. Let's communicate. And if the other person is not on that level, maybe say, would you be open to talk to a coach or somebody that can help us? Because the woman, she's not equipped to coach the men into that. But if you bring somebody like Deliana or like myself and say, hey, let's sit in front of someone that a third party that is neutral and will help us 
start that communication for the first few months and then see where we can move together. Yeah, what I wanted to ask is actually, do you work with uh, women individually or you invite their spouse also or their significant one to participate in the process? If they want to, I welcome them too. And sometimes there's different options, right? There's either, depending on the level of the needs, right? It could be meeting with the men on its own, meeting with the women on their own, and then meeting with the couple together. That could happen in one package, or you can have meeting with them individually and they never meet together with me. They both have some homework to do and some work to do on themselves or just working with the one that really want the help, like the woman, for example, and then just work with her. And then she does her best if the other person doesn't want to contribute. Oh, I love that. And I, I like that you mentioned this uh, emptiness because very common thing is that the women start to feel isolated in a mm-hmm. one. Even they have a husband, they feel isolated and alone suddenly. They have this kind of feeling of they are not understood. So what they can do in this case? It's always about communication, right? Yes. Like it's always about being able to bring it up and to say, I don't want to fight. I just want to express how I feel and using the I, the I statement, right? Mm-hmm. The I statement is not, you make me angry. It's like, I feel hurt when you say this. So, hey, the words that you say affect me this way. It might not affect another person, but right now in the level of sensitivity that I have, it does affect me that way. So how can we work with that? When you say this, it really hurt me. It really makes me upset. So this way you blame it on you, take full responsibilities. We'll go back to what I said earlier and then open up the conversation. How can we work this out? Is there any way that you can do this differently? Or is there any way that, you know, when you don't pick up, when you arrive from work and you just leave your clothes all over, dirty clothes all over the floor and you just go and have a shower and leave them there and go play golf or whatever. I feel like you don't care about all the work I do, right? I feel that. And it's not you don't say, you always leave all your clothes around. You're such a slob. And, you know, it's... Then it's blaming, right? It's like, but if you say it makes me feel like you're not appreciating our space, our common space, you know, this is my space just as much as yours. That would be great if, you know, you could just put it in the laundry basket. You know, it's not hard. It make me feel so much more understood and loved, right? Like it just, it's a way of talking and communicating with others. And you have a difficulties is people like Denise can help improve your communication because sometimes you cannot figure it out everything by ourselves. So we need a little bit help and guidance how to improve our communication and make the wife and family better. So uh, what is the one thing that you want uh, audience to remember that can improve the relationship and mindset and uh, something that can be practical for them? And- Yeah, I think one practical way, because it's not always easy initially to take full responsibilities, right? (laughs) The first thing is pay attention when you're blaming others, if it's really their fault, or you're just giving them like you're pushing away from being responsible for that situation. And secondly, is look at all the gift that that person brings you, not gift like, you know, presence, but what are the good things that are good about that person? you know, and praise them for it. 
I love to work with the love language. I don't know if you study that a little bit, but, you know, get to know your partner love language and praise them in their love language. Fill up their love tank so that they will love you. They will be more open to whatever you say afterwards. And same thing, like if you know what your love language is, communicate that with your partner and say, you know, the fact that you bring me gift every day and this and that, I don't really care. What I want is you know, to help around the house, you know, picking up a little bit around the house, trim the lawn. And that for me, that filled my love tank, right? So yes. everybody has their own their own level. So once you start to understand and communicate with one another in their love language, then the, it's so much easier afterwards, because then you know how to, if you want a favor from your partner, you just go tap in the love language quite a bit, you know, for a little bit. And then you will see, they will say, yes, okay, no problem. <laughs> I love this love language. I love this. And it's so, so important to focus in the positive aspect of, mm -hmm. uh, of the person and the yeah. relationship, not focus always on negative. And, and that can diffuse a little bit the tension in the <laughs> thing when yeah. just uh, try to remember in the, when you have a hard time and you are triggered even whatever. Uh, just remember the good things also, mm. not only the bad, because if no, you accumulate bad things and then you explode. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, you know, a, a pressure cooker. Pressure right? cooker. <laughs> it's too much, too much, too much, too much. And then it's like, you know, and then it's hard to heal that. But if you take care of the problem right when it starts, then it's easier to heal and it's easier to move through. Thank you. Thank you so much, Denise, to... Take a time to share your knowledge and wisdom with us, with our audience, and to be part of uh, this episode. Really, I enjoy your, our conversation. Thank you, Deliana. I appreciate and it. I thank you, everyone who listened to us. They keep listening and subscribe to be notified when the new episode is released. And I see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning into Menopause Made Easy. You can check out more episodes on Apple, Spotify, eHeartRadio, and your favorite podcast apps. Check out the show notes for any website linked to this episode, including where to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you'll be updated of each episode release. And visit me at menopausesupportacademy.com for all podcast updates as well. Appreciate you dropping by.